final thing for me to do in this section is to introduce today's speaker, somebody who walks closely with Jesus, somebody who is authentic and real, and that's what we want here. We don't want head knowledge. We want heart stuff that is worked out and combined with the head knowledge to see faith in action. And Penny always brings inspirational words to us. So let's welcome Penny to the platform. What a great morning. I tell you, it's a miracle to see transformation of, of what God does in life. And um, it's going to be another miracle for me to do a 20-minute talk. <laughs> so you could pray for me. No. Um, you know, just it really is just wonderful to see. Thank you, babe. Um, just how God takes us. Where's Timmy and Hannah? Are they changing or they're, they're coming back in? But just how God takes um, our old life. He takes us out of the old life. And he brings us into the new for all he has for us. So let me just pray. Papa, just thank you for this morning. Thank you for such incredible stories of how you changed lives. Thank you for giving your life for us that we could have a changed life. Jesus, thank you for your truth, your truth that sets us free. And just pray that you would just nail down the words that you want me to share in your name. Amen. Amen. I left the verse from 1 Peter 2, 9, and it says that he has taken us from that place of living on our, in our own way, our own self. He's taken us out of darkness into light. And it says that we are God's very own possession and I just speak that over each of us, that we are his very own possession. And it says this in order for us to show the goodness of God to others. That's the message translation, that he takes us out, he brings us in, that we would show the goodness of God to others. And I love this fact that when you see lives transform. The most amazing thing is we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And um, Galatians 3, 5 says that we are supplied with the Spirit. So Hannah and Tenny, they're not now having to conjure up something to do this Christian life, that the supply of the Spirit is there. And I had this picture. It's like a full tank of petrol. It's on full, and nothing can diminish it. It's there. It's perfect. It's complete. But it's now learning how to navigate and, and walk this road with the Holy Spirit to walk in the fullness of all he has for us. A few weeks ago, um, Wendy Ward, wave your hand if you heard her talk on authority. Amazing. And, you know, right after the service, I came to her and I said, wow, at the same time, just felt like God was downloading a lot on authority as well. And I feel like what he wants us to look at today is his authority in us. And the idea that as, as Jesus, when he was on this earth, it said he only did what the Father told him to do. And his, he aligned his heart with the Father and came under submission to God's authority. He walked in authority. And in the same way, he wants that, that for us. That's a great thought. But here's the question. What's holding you back? How do we walk in it? How do we navigate? 
Do you know, a few uh, months ago, I was, I was in America, and um, my brother invited me to go on set to watch Netflix being filmed. And um, it was a good series, by the way. It wasn't a rubbish one. Um, but it was called Sweet Magnolias. Anyone seen that? Ah, okay. So we got invited to go and um, went to where the, it was being filmed. And if you can imagine, the whole street was shut off. There was... Um, lorries with all the equipment, the lighting. There were food trucks. There was first aid trucks. There was even a first aid for the animals in this scene. Hey, if you need, if you love animals and need a job, I thought, what a great job! They're standing there just ready to, you know, just help. Um, and there were police. It was it was a happening place. There were probably fifty crew members, um, extras for the, um, the film, the scene they were going to do. And of course, there was police and there was a big security guard. And as we walked up, um, this security guard kind of looks at us like, okay, are you supposed to be here? And my brother simply said, hey, um, I've been um, invited to, to come and watch a bit. Can you contact the set manager? And he gave the guy his name. And, you know, he kind of looks at us like, okay. And so he gets his little walkie-talkie, kind of says something. And then he said, oh, he's busy. And that was it. And my brother, you have to understand, he's the most laid-back guy. And he's just standing there like, okay. And I'm looking at him like, okay, what, what do we do? Do we need to leave? And um, David just waited a bit. And then he said to the guy, hey, can you give him a call again? And um, he goes, okay, and by the way, what's your name again? He said, David. And the guy said, who are you? And he said, I'm the owner of the house. <laughs> he immediately was like, oh, and got on the, got on the walkie-talkie, immediately got connected. And the set manager came out. I'm so sorry you've been having to wait and was apologized profusely. So we got to go up and we had to take off every, you know, take off all of our coats so we wouldn't make noise and our bags. And then we were invited in. And when we went in, we actually got to sit behind the director. And the director had this big screen that could see everything that was going on. We also got headphones so we could hear what the director was saying and just how it was all orchestrated. And the reason this picture, this story came to mind is I felt like the father was saying, this is the place I want you. I've called you out to bring you in. And when you're sitting behind, the, behind the, the screen of the director, you can actually just see what's taking place. And he said, I want you to do life from this place that you see as I see, that you don't look at all around you to navigate life, but see through my eyes. And I love the fact, the gift of the Holy Spirit, because this director on each side, they had script writers. It was incredible to listen, and as they were filming a scene, they could go, wait, this needs to change, and they were rewriting while the scene was taking place, and I felt like this is what we have, the Holy Spirit. We have script writers. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word. I love, love, love the, the beautiful woman that shared that said, read the Word. 
And she, the key thing, teachable heart, she said, I'm still learning. That, yeah, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Word, we have prayer, we have worship, we have each other, the body of Christ. It's powerful. But he wants us to remain, to stay in that place to do life. But the tension is, everything around us says, you sort your life out, you make up your rules, change your rules, bend the rules. But yet, he says, I have a better way. You know, we have to ask the question, what sets the pace? What sets the trajectory of your life? Or in other words, who or what has authority in your life? We see that it breaks down to moment-by-moment decisions. And that ultimately is controlled by one thing, and it's your heart, your heart. I want us to look briefly at a story. Um, it's, I love that this is the one uh, just was placed on my heart to share, and it's from Luke 13. And um, I'm just going to summarize it for you for time, but it's about a woman with the spirit of, an, in, of infirmity. And Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath. And as he's teaching, he sees this woman, and he sees her, and he calls to her. You see, this woman had had a spirit of infirmity for over 18 years. The way it's described is that her body was bent over. It was doubled over to where she could not lift herself up. So I don't know about you, but this morning I saw the sunrise. My, my husband said, Pen, look at the sky. It's glorious, beautiful colors. And yet I think this woman would have been having to look just at the ground, at herself all these years. She must have been in pain. I know that your, your vital organs, you need to be able to stand up straight for them to work just to get that deep breath, all of that. And even in that society, just to give a bit of context, it was the first century. So in that society, they would see um, physical ailment or trauma, tragedy related to sin. And and Jesus is about to dispel that. (laughs) And he sees her and he says, he calls her and says, come. And when he sees her, he simply says, Ah, woman, you are released from your infirmity. And immediately she begins praising. She, he said, said that he put his hands on her and she stands up straight and she begins praising. And it's so powerful because it's this moment of compassion and love. But yet in the synagogue, the leader In a sense, he just got upstaged. I wonder if they ever had miracles there. I wonder if it was just, you know, ritual over and over. And he's indignant. And he says, how dare you heal? It's the Sabbath. The Sabbath is for rest, not for work. There are six other days of the week that she could have come and got healed. My goodness, did he miss the point? (laughs) Wow. Do we miss the point sometimes? Absolutely realigned to Jesus. And Jesus 
turns to him and says, you hypocrite, if your donkey, your ass, your ox had to go get water, you would untie him and take, take that. That's work. And how much more? And he refers to her as the daughter of Abraham. He places value on her, and he says, how much more this daughter of Abraham would, um, should be loosed? She's been bound for 18 years. And the most important thing, it wasn't a physical thing. He said it was a spirit of infirmity, this thing that had wrapped around her, that bound her, and he sets her free. Do you know, I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. It says this, the most important thing of God is who we believe him to be. And I felt this was so powerful because I don't know about you, but this woman for 18 years was in this condition. But yet when she had that miracle, immediately praise flowed and flowed. She was exuberant with praise. And the Bible talks about what is in our heart will come out. And that was stored in her heart. It made me just think, she chose to be in the synagogue. She wasn't in isolation. She knew where to draw her strength. She could have disqualified herself because of what she looked like, because of not what everyone else was doing, but yet she chose to be there. And I just sensed that she had a rhythm of being in the synagogue. And, and you have to understand that at that time, um, if you're thinking, wait, was she unclean? Unclean only meant for those that had leprosy or a blood issue. She would have been able to be there. And I love the fact that she would have been in the outskirts but when he saw, her, he saw her, he called her to the middle. And that's the place that he wants us to be. That place of intimacy. That place of creating that rhythm together of doing life. I don't know if you realize this. And ooh, this is powerful. Just when I read this. This was the last time, the last recorded account that Jesus spoke in a synagogue, and he chose to heal a woman. He chose to heal someone that no doubt society would have thought, ah, oh, she's looked over, and that's his heart of compassion. And he soon made his way after this to Jerusalem and was arrested and was tried and ultimately gave his life. But his heart was for her. What's powerful, the disciples that were with him would have heard and watched this miracle. Few, you know, you, you reverse, I almost said fast forward, you reverse weeks earlier, Jesus would have been sharing, um, he was sharing to all the crowds, and, and it's hard to picture, and, but it's said that there were thousands upon thousands of people longing to hear Jesus, that they were trampling on each other. 
Have you ever been in a massive crowd or, you know, where you just feel like you can't move? But that many people were desperate to hear Jesus. And the chapter before, he's talking about there's so much in your life that can weigh you down, the worries of the world, the stress. But he says, don't worry about your life, to what you eat or drink. And he says, you know what? Living here for this earth and storing up treasures on this earth, it's nothing. Because where your treasure is, there's your heart. And I love that in... Um, before this, he, he says that those of you that hear the words, the, this seed, this word, he said, those of you that hear, if you listen with open hearts, he said, pay careful attention to your hearts as you listen to my teaching. For those who listen with open hearts, even more revelation will be given to them. But... Those who don't listen with open hearts, what little truth or what little light they think they might have will be taken away. That's a powerful warning. It's saying those seeds, that truth that you've heard, what are you doing with it? Are you allowing it to grow? Are you allowing it to, to stay stronger? One of the things, um, Claire the word, the prophetic word you gave over Hannah, I, I was in my mind going, wow, <laughs> that's, the, that's the actual slide I created. You know, his authority in us, first of all, the hope of the gospel is never just for us. Turn to your neighbor and say, the hope of the gospel is not just for you. Say it real quick. <laughs> Amen. We are meant... We are meant to be salt and light in this world. But you know what? There's so much that wants to hold us back. And I couldn't help but thinking, when I was reading this story about the woman that was physically doubled over, she was bent over, I just thought, wow, I'm drawn to this because in some ways, I can be a little bent. <laughs> Ask my husband. I can be stressed, can't I? Yes, we're going to Uganda in two days. Just a few things happening in our household. But um, I can be stressy. I can, yeah, just be in the wrong place. But, you know, physically, I can stand and be like, yeah, everything's cool. Things are well. But inside, just like that woman, I can be hanging on to stuff that I shouldn't. I can want to control things, not let go. Fear of failure, fear of man, wanting other people's approval, people-pleasing. Am I the only one? Anybody? <laughs> okay. You know, I have a list here, and that's pretty much every day going, Jesus, set me free. Jesus, help. And what happens is sometimes we've given this, we're given this option to be able to live and walk in kingdom authority. And it's, it's that idea, first of all, saying yes to Jesus, coming back to him. Oh, wow, wow. I don't know if there was a dry eye when the father's speaking over Tenny. I looked at Eddie. I looked at Pete. I'm looking at the wiping my tears. And that's the love God has for each of us. You are his treasured possession. He loves you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. He says, come back. 
I'm here. I see the potential. I see what I have for you. Do you want to walk together? And it's that aligning our hearts with the Father. And then we carry that authority. We have authority to love well. We have authority to serve well. That idea of saying yes, having an obedient heart. My heart is bent towards him. My heart is not bent towards the things wanting to put, be put on me, those things that weigh me down. So I have a question. Is your heart bent towards him? And I feel like that's the key takeaway, that when our heart is bent towards him, we can walk in authority and we can walk free. Yeah. I love that. Um, these things, it says, we love like Jesus. We're not going solo Beautiful. I know that um, it could be a coincidence, but um, just right after this um, passage, Jesus is, you know, he's celebrating. It says that when he rebuked the leader of the temple because he was trying to put the law back on everyone, Jesus immediately said, oh, no, no, no. And he, he rebuked him. And then it said, they were ashamed, the leaders, but the people cheered. They were like, wow, this is it. And then it said Jesus kept teaching. He wasn't kicked out of the synagogue because he had the authority there. And he gives this quick story that if you have a seed like an acorn, that acorn that's planted can then grow. And then it grows into a tree, a large oak tree that has leaves that birds can be housed. And I just picture, it's like the seeds of faith that the parents of Hannah and Tinny have sown into their kids. The seeds of faith when those seeds go into the ground and storms make that tree stronger, that now that faith is grown up and that tree is like the generations to come. And it's beautiful because when we say yes to Jesus, it absolutely can change the lives, our life and the lives of those around us. And again, it all goes back to one thing, our heart. In, in that chapter, when Jesus, the chapter before, Jesus is talking about our heart, how it can be weighed down. And I love the message version, version of Luke 12, 34. And it says this, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. I'm going to say that again. The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. How's your heart growing up? I said that to our kids, especially our teenage boys every day. <laughs> How's your heart? How's your heart? And it's those things that could weigh us down that we release to him. I know that he longs for us to do this, to be free. I love the scripture that Pamela read because I felt like, wow, this is it. He's no longer are we under a yoke of slavery, of bondage. But he says, live free. 
And we do that when our heart is bent towards him. Just quickly, um, three, two weeks ago, Bev Morrill spoke. And then last week, it was Brent Phillips. If you've waved your hand, if you got to hear them, a lot, lot of us here. And sometimes we don't know the seeds that are, are sown. When Bev went to Uganda and said yes, that affected Brent and the days, the, the ones who um, their lives were changed. And so Brent actually last week was at our house giving us great advice because um, he's gone before and we now have stepped into I Got Shoes Charity. That would have never happened if Bev had not said yes. That would not have happened if Brent didn't say yes and all the people because years ago we adopted took on one of those guys. And what was powerful, many times I was like, wait, we're doing this now. Should we stop? You know, should we? And Gary was like, no, no, no. We sewed into Cherish, keep doing it. And I have the little card. And if you were here last week, Brent showed a picture of someone called Jerry. And that's the little boy of the card that we picked up years ago. And sometimes you think, I have no idea. But it was so sweet to see. But it's being obedient. And, and one of the things that um, just by their obedience, we can say, okay, you know, we're, we're almost the retirement age. And we should be um, on a beach maybe drinking pina coladas and just <laughs> in Jamaica. And, you know, God stirred our hearts and said, you carry my authority. You carry my life. You do it here. Do you want to do it over there as well? So we helped kids step into education. This past week, we sent 24 senior school students to, um, to senior school. Yeah. 15 of those were girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Because if there's a choice of a boy or a girl, absolutely, the boy will go to school. Girls their road can look very differently. But, you know, we can be advocates and, and change things around the world. We also have friends here that are advocates. And one of, one of our friends, Richard Rockcliffe, um, where is he? He's somewhere. I can't see. Oh, there he is. Give us a wave, everybody. Look. So he's actually, um, by faith, we stepped out to send those 24 kids um, so he is running the Brentwood Half Marathon in a few weeks. And if this stirs your heart in any way and you'd like to help um, with those kids going to senior school, um, he's got some um, QR codes, and um, we've been given permission to ask this. So um, it's great. So church, walk in the authority. Stay close to his heart. Rest in his heart. You've been given the supply of the Spirit. You've been given today. So, Jesus, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for you. We thank you that you long for us to walk in the authority as we align our hearts to you. Oh, we know it's not by might, by power, but by the Spirit. God, would you tune our ears, help us see through your eyes, just like that sitting behind the director. 
Lord, would you lead our life? Would you pace our life? Keep our hearts close to you. Keep our hearts bent towards you so we remain free and bring that freedom to others. In your name, amen. Thank you.